Hi-ya! Ciao! Ninja, you're a content ninja. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate! Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, Venom eats his way into our heart, mm, or eats our a, heart out. He wants to eat us. He, the, he, he specifically mentions the pancreas, I believe. Yes, the pancreas. <laughs> uh, uh, in good news, Mike, Iron Fist has a shorter episode order for season two. <laughs> all uh, right. I actually think this is a, a good thing, and we'll talk about it later. Star Wars 9 is under production. We are th- uh, that much closer to wrapping up this trilogy uh, and more. So, all right. There you go. We got I've, another week of superhero news ready to locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. So I'm gonna go ahead and just get this out of the way. Uh, I've got to open up this can that I forgot to do here. Just gonna get this. Oh. oh man, come on. We had lawnmower on your end last week. Now we got a impromptu can opening. So my, I don't drink a lot of Monster Energy drinks, mm-hmm. but they have these ones now called the Max, the M A X X. It's got two <laughs> X's. That's how you know it's real. Um, they're smaller cans, but like they, I don't know, I just focus so much better with these drinks this week. I've noticed so. That, well, it's because caffeine is a drug. And it is. The more caffeine you have in your system, honestly, the better I feel at any given time. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not gonna knock that. Um, this week, and I have to say, I'm actually I don't know if you uh, are a big Dragon Ball fan or not, Mike. But I have been catching up on Dragon Ball Super. I don't know if you've oh. watched any of that. Okay, Dragon Ball Super, they uh, they showed up to Comic-Con the other week. They had, like, this giant... They wrapped a whole building with, like, a ad for a, a, soup, a Dragon Ball Super movie, I think, that's yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, Broly, um, which is, like, winter or first of, the, first of the year. So, yeah, it'll be one of their first movies in... I want to say since 2013, 2014. Didn't Brawl, didn't Brawly already have a movie at some point in time? Like so, back in the other era of Dragon Ball? Yeah, so in Dragon Ball Z, there are like 13 movies, and three of them are, are Brawly-centered around this character. <laughs> Man, they, but, want, they want to buff Saiyan front and center as much as possible. They huh? do. Well, the thing is, in the Dragon Ball Z, the, all those movies are considered non-canon. They're just tangential uh-huh. stories, and they don't really happen. You can't place them in the universe anywhere. Uh, but this one actually brings Broly into the Dragon Ball universe. Because uh, these movies, the Dragon Ball Super movies, are in fact considered canon in the Dragon Ball universe. So, Man, I've been I've been out of it for too long. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's probably, I want to say 70-something episodes of this uh, series. And the fifth and final season of, of Super is starting uh, with American dubs uh, in a couple weeks uh, later this month. So um, if you want to get in on that, Mike, it's a... It's, I don't know if you ever watched it growing up, but, it, man, it puts a smile on Ooh, my face sometimes. I was addicted to Dragon Ball growing up, so trust me. I know I know all about it, but uh, once kind of GT left, and uh, I don't, I don't GT's really know. GT's not even in this. It's not even yeah, part I know. of this. So I, don't, I, don't know ex- I don't know exactly the, the timeline, but, like, I think once I finished watching GT, I may have actually graduated high school maybe around that time or went off to college so i think just that was just a new chapter of my life and there's just uh-huh. less anime from there on out but um yeah trust it, me i know it, it's, <laughs> fu- it's it's been a good time and uh i've, I've been watching it in kind of conjunction with friend of the show brian smith and we've been talking about it back and forth and some of those callbacks to the older z stuff will, will put a smile on your face it's really really fun hmm, that's and, nice that's sweet 
Yeah, it is. And then uh, I saw we saw Christopher Robin this weekend. Oh, um, how was that, man? I want to see it. Is it? Uh, is it? I I just want like a nice emotional, fun, sweet time. Is that what it is? It maybe. Um, <laughs> it feels honestly like this is the most generic live action adaption sequel Disney movie I've watched in a very long time. <laughs> oh no! Like the whole premise. It, the, the the start of the movie, what the the I guess the catalyst that starts this the journey in this movie, is very unbelievable. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> but the characters, like I mean, you said you, you watched Paddington and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say the animation, the live action animation for the characters, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, uh, Tigger, uh, Eeyore, fantastic. Like the voice Ooh. actors are there; they look really really cool. And I guess uh, that's one thing you can always expect out of Disney is just a high level of craft when it comes to what you're visually yeah. seeing. Yeah, overall the story, it, I don't I don't like it one bit. Uh, <laughs> so I would not recommend this in theaters, Mike. I would recommend holding mm. off. Or what? if you're a movie pass, you know, hold hold on to that movie pass. You might try to use it for that if you can get in in a couple weeks. So. <laughs> if movie pass is even still a thing in a couple they, weeks. They raise their prices, $15 a month yeah. now. I think and, I was on record like the other week on the podcast saying that's something they probably should have done. And then I think you said there's no way they can do that. And they did. And it's just like, well, let's see if it ends up working out for them. Yeah. Well, you, you thought they wouldn't make it through the week. And I'm like, well... They'll find a way, and they may have another week in them. Well, can we, can we uh, call up uh, Vegas and put some side bets on Movie Pass? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we're probably not the only ones, that's for sure. Um, but so yeah, that's what I did this weekend, Mike. It has been a whirlwind of like literally everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> so just want to throw that out there. What have you been doing? Anything good to, to well, top this th- episode this off? This weekend, uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast, I announced that I jumped headfirst back into video gaming, if you will, by getting oh, yeah. a PS4 because I was out of loop for a long time. I got Last of Us, which I didn't know for a while. It was actually a PS3 game, so the remastered version still looked really nice. So I finally beat the game, and man, it's just so beautiful. Uh, such a great way to tell a story. Um, the, the connection that you make with Ellie, your counterpart, just throughout the game is great. Like, there's actual character development just while you're, like, picking up ladders and moving stuff around. There's lots of moments that are technically optional that you don't have to do, but you just walk up to her, you hit triangle, maybe she's looking at, like, um, something on the wall that she hasn't experienced before. Since you're the older maternal figure, you kind of describe it to her. She kind of, you go back and forth. It's really fun. It's really sweet. It had a had a, like a, a really like tense ending looking forward to part two as soon as i finished it i jumped in back into like the e3 gameplay trailer that funny enough i watched before i even played the first game so i had kind of these preconceived notions of what might happen in the game that didn't end up coming to fruition but then i rewatched all these trailers so that was really crazy to get back into so now everything makes a little bit more sense uh but yeah if you have a playstation if you can play last of us give it a shot because man when you see when you see all the game of the year logos and emblems uh-huh. stamped all over the boxes and posters or whatever you make for video games, like it earned them all for sure. So now I kind of want to jump into some of the other Naughty Dog games. Like I know there's like a, a super long lineage of like uh, Uncharted games, but you, you, you can get the um, the first three in one pack, I believe, mm-hmm. on on PlayStation as well. So like one disc, you'd have all three, all first three, so you could start from the beginning. Man, that's the that's the really big downside about video games in general when it comes to catching up. Because like if you were telling me that about like a movie franchise, like oh, okay, I can sit down in a weekend, I can watch like all four or five of these movies, get caught up for the new release that's coming out. 
But with like a video game, it's just like, okay, I need to take the next three weeks off work. <laughs> I want to beat this whole franchise. So mm-hmm. don't know if that's going to happen. But yeah, get on that Last of Us bandwagon. It's great. Okay. Well, what now that you've, you you've didn't buy a PlayStation just to play that one game, what is your next game that you know you want to play on that? Oh, Spider-Man for okay. sure. Okay. Just making sure because we, we have some Spider-Man stuff to talk about later on that. And, and we'll... Uh, <laughs> I, I felt like such an old man because I had to like uh, get in touch with you and be like, okay, does anybody pre-order games anymore? <laughs> now, in, in this day and age, you can just digitally download them, right? And then I was trying to get into the minutia of like, do I buy ahead of time? Will it download the same night of? How long will it take to download? So I feel just like an old geezer trying to figure this stuff out now. There's a, there's a whole bunch of uh, fun features that make it cool like that. Like, again, the digital preloading, so you just... You went like because you're not you're not gonna go to the GameStop at midnight, Mike, and and pick up your Spider Man. Oh God! And, oh God! No. <laughs> so yeah, and then go home and wait for it to install and download all the all the patches already. So, um, but yeah, that's that's really cool. That's that's good to know. I've I've seen you online this week a few times, so I was like, Mike's really getting into his his game. This, oh this yeah! Month. Oh yeah! All right, but we're not here to talk video games. We're here to talk movies and superheroes and maybe anti superheroes. <laughs> Is that, is that a thing now? Because we're going to talk about it. Because we got that Venom trailer this week, Mike. Um, apparently, it's not the same one from Comic Con, but it's very, very close. Like, yeah. maybe a couple of scenes here or there. We did get, we got a little bit of a Blade Hands, which is one thing mm-hmm. we were told that Comic Con got. Yep. We didn't technically see anybody get eaten, but we saw insinuations of someone about yep. to get eaten. Um, I actually have a theory before we jump into like the meat of the trailer is this is still yet to be rated like all of these trailers so far have been green band trailers you know which theoretically points to a pg-13 rating but i think they know that it's going to be rated r i don't think they're waiting for some sort of review board or anything like that they've know that they've loaded the movie up with enough stuff to get the rated r rating i think maybe the last trailer that's possibly attached to buying tickets ahead of time or maybe tickets are already available. I'm I, not I don't sure. think they're available. It's still two months out. But I feel like the ticket reveal trailer will be the first debut of the Red Band trailer. They're going to make a big deal out of it. The trailer is going to be full of just a ton of gore and blood and violence, uh, possibly like swearing. They're going to show you that they earned the rated R rating, and that's going to be their like marketing push into the tickets. Because I feel like you kind of have to own the rated R rating at some point in time. It's pointless at this juncture in superhero movies to have it rated r and not kind of mention it as kind of like almost your gimmick you know uh-huh. so i i think that's going to be what the last trailer is going to involve well at least i mean in that in that regard they're not using it as a gimmick right now i mm-hmm. mean like they're just they're showing hey we've actually done a movie and <laughs> you know whether you think it looks good or not it's up to you but like We've done a Venom movie, and it's going to come out regardless. This isn't speculation. I honestly think the trailers at this point in time have been timed to rendering the CG. Mm. (laughs) Because every trailer we've gotten so far has gotten – we've gotten more Venom in it. And I don't think that's necessarily a creative choice. I think it's just like, okay, we just finished rendering this shot. Throw it in the trailer. we got to publish this now. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so it's really um, uh, interesting – uh, in this, because we actually get to see two symbiotes, and and while I am very hesitant to to be enthused about this, because they look about the same, if you didn't notice, uh-huh. uh, we get Riot and Venom. Riot is actually a comic book character. Did you ever play uh, Separation Anxiety 
Or oh, man, that game was that? that was a Sega Genesis game, right? It's, uh, yeah, Sega Genesis Super Nintendo era. Yeah. I remember it being very difficult, so I don't think I made it very far. But <laughs> that was actually one of the few games of my past where I legit think we got it from box top collecting. So uh, yeah, that holds a special memory in my heart. That at least the the cover of the art because me and my brother were not very good at it. So but yeah. yes. So separation anxiety is is essentially you have to deal with the the children of Venom essentially like uh, splits off. That's it's not Carnage, but there's five other symbiotes out there. Um, we get to see one of them. It looks like uh, there's a, a lady who's a medic who shoots spikes out of her back. In this is one mm-hmm. of them. I believe she may be uh, Scream or or Phage. But there is one black suit um, child called Riot in this who looks almost like Venom, but he's got like a more menacing mouth and mask to him. So I think um, that is confirmed that that's who it is. So you are, we are fighting Riot. I just hate that they chose the other black and white Venom or symbiote to to fight against him because I'm like, yeah. that's a little too close. Well, to also, him. it feels like a, like a comic book origin trope at this point in time. You got the Ant-Man movie. Uh, you had the Hulk movie where you're just kind of getting a, a more souped up or alternate color swap version of the character. I mean, yeah, it worked in Black Panther, but I mm-hmm. but you almost didn't get that alternative swap until the very end of the movie. Right. So yeah, I'm not too sure it, if I'm it, it, it so excited de- about a bunch of goo fighting on the screen. It, it is going to be interesting to see how they use it because again, it. Previously, it has not worked. Um, but more recently, again with Black Panther, I felt the same way. I'm like, oh no, it's just another Black Panther suit versus a Black Panther suit battle, and it wasn't. So uh, we're we're gonna play that by ear on this one. Um, yeah. I now, did... if they're if they're holding their cards close to their vest, maybe, and if the rendering times are really what's pushing this, maybe this is just one glimpse of it. Maybe we're gonna get all of these different symbiotes attacking a one giant, and then it would just be one grander goo fight but at least the, there would be variations of the colors of goo we would have a nice hue uh, yeah. going on there uh that could and, be possible and and they all have different powers the the five um other symbiotes like uh what one's kind of more i guess you know i guess scream uses loud noises to 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 do her attacks stuff like that so i don't know what we're gonna have to see they don't give us a whole lot of full story action but we do get to see a lot of you know again the blade hands we get to see the full body look at Venom Mike. Like it's not just you know close ups of the head anymore. Uh, we get to see the full body look. He does not have the white spider on his chest, but it does not bother me at all. I am not well, offended by this. It, it wouldn't make any sense at this right. point in time for him to have the spider because he has not encountered right. Spider Man yet. But so. so, but does the look bother you that he doesn't have it? Because to me, no. I still think he looks pretty cool. No, like I basically when I watch this trailer right now, I'm running this kind of constant pro con list that gets updated every time I learn new information. The pro side of this is, man, Venom looks exactly how I want him to look. They nailed it. So whether or not this movie sucks at the end of the day, at least they made Venom look right. So if they have to salvage him in a future Spider-Man movie where maybe there's a more possibly competent filmmaker uh, uh, attached. I'm not saying the person making this movie is competent. We just don't know. But at least the look is salvageable. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Venom's voice, which uh, I I don't know if it's like a, a pitched version. I don't know who's well, exactly it is. It is him. Tom Hardy. It is confirmed Tom Hardy is the voice of Venom in this okay. as well. Well, they got some good sound engineers uh, yeah. down, slowing down his voice, pitching it in certain directions. I love the voice. It's just this nice, deep, full, gravelly, menacing voice. So I'm really digging that. Um, <laughs> weirdly enough, like... 
the dialogue in this trailer is so bizarre, <laughs> but I love it because it's so just out of the ordinary. I mean, he says he says he's going to eat this guy's limbs and he's going to be like a turd in the, in the wind yep. rolling down the street. And it's just like, this is so weird. But I'm <laughs> did, he, did he just it. say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how the trailer like ends. It's like the button on it. It's just like, oh, my God, if the whole movie's like this. Like it, it could just be like a weird disaster. Just was, train is, wreck. The, is the movie a turd in the wind, or is it not? That that's yeah. what it's going to boil down. I mean, to. yeah, that's going to be that's going to be what everybody's hot take when the movie's over. Oh, it looks like it was a turd in the wind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just so weird. So I guess when you look at it, it almost seems like cookie cutter. Like, oh, I already know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. Tom Hardy, investigative journalism, he's going to get caught up in like this crazy uh, science going on. The the He's going to get a little too close. Symbiote's going to get attached to him. He's going to go rogue. The people that own the IP of these symbiotes are going to come after him. They're going to get messed up by Venom. Then they're going to come back at him again, powered by symbiotes. Then ultimately, big goo fight. And then um, Tom Hardy wins. And then maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's a bad guy at the very end. So I feel like I already kind of know the trajectory of the movie. So if that's what it's going to be, at least make everything else in it very weird and at least new. Like, I've never heard turd in the wind in the movie before. So, yeah, throw that weird stuff in there that might get you to the finish line for me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally on board. I, I think it's it's weird and i'm okay with this i I don't know but i mean it's also venom he's an alien he's just using kind of like i guess brock's knowledge of words he could just be i don't know like like a i have no i have no explanation but i love how kind of unhinged he kind of is as well like he mentions eating people twice in this um especially the face and the the pancreas on that one guy which is taken from a comic series by the way The, the line is um was used in a series in the 90s of Spider-Man. So <laughs> so that was actually from the comic book. So uh yeah, other than that, I mean, I I'm every time we see more Venom, I'm less apprehensive. I know there are worse movies on the, the docket out there. Um so I'm I'm okay to see what where this is. I mean, yeah. you, you, you feel better about it? Worse I, I, in the middle? I feel like I'm approaching cautiously optimistic. Like every Every time we get a little bit more nugget of the movie, like, okay, all right. But also, uh, this is kind of like a, a superhero movie on an island. We'd not, we're not getting another one until next year. Uh, you know, the or, well, I guess Marvel-wise, you know, we will get Aquaman later. So it's just like, well, if you kind of want to be in association with Marvel, like the logo says at the beginning, mm-hmm. this is all you're going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and they're, Sony's doing it. And if it's good enough, they're probably going to try to make yeah. more movies. And we have another movie it's not in production and this is kind of just i don't know out there but craven uh is getting a script pinned by uh richard wink who just did the equalizer 2 movie that just came out a couple weeks Uh ago um this doesn't mean they're making a craven movie i'm sure there are hundreds of or or dozens of marvel movies that have scripts being written by people we just don't know about it because the they're a lot quieter so um does this mean a Craven movie's getting made? No, but it is on Sony's docket as something maybe they want to pursue down the road. Um, is do you want to see Craven the Hunter on his uh, own movie? I, I don't know. I feel like Craven the Hunter is a interesting human kind of villain. You know, no mm-hmm. real powers as far as I know. Just kind of a really skilled hunter. Uh, I feel like he works well in conjunction with possibly other villains to play off of. 
so I, there's no there's no saying he couldn't be teamed up with somebody else, maybe like a Smythe type character. What what if he isn't hunting Spider Man, but what if he's hunting Venom in the next movie in the next Venom movie? Hmm. I mean that could uh, I mean that could bring in another character. It seems like the 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 way moving forward with these superhero movies, you got to throw you got to throw some other IP in there. You got to throw some hmm. another character uh, kind of a uh, that's actually what they are doing a lot in the music industry nowadays. Like, if you go on Spotify, like, every famous singer or performer is uh, collaborating with another one to kind of uh, uh, juice the popularity of it. So maybe that's how you juice Craven. You have him hunt Venom. I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, also, it would be, like, kind of an anti-hero versus a villain kind of thing again. Uh, and hopefully, you know, not another symbiote versus symbiote thing. Because as much as we all want Carnage... Um, I think just throwing Carnage in the second one doesn't... I don't know. We'll have to see if he earns it or not, and if he's even in this one. But I think, you know, Craven would be an interesting start to that that whole thing. Um, but yeah, so there's a Craven script being written right now. So we'll eventually see if this works or not. Probably, probably not. But while we're in the Spider-Man universe, we're going to talk about the Spider-Man PS4 game, Mike. Yes. This has gone gold. Do you know what gold means in movie in, or the comic, or the video game industry? Is it? I'm guessing it's similar to uh, albums <laughs> of music. Uh, not quite. When you go gold in music, you've sold so many copies. Mm-hmm. In video games, when it's gone gold, means there is one master disc that is that they will make all the copies from. Like they have oh. finalized <laughs> the disc. All the data is on this disc. And has gone into printing production right now. Oh, that's a weird way to say it. it's gone gold. I would say almost like it's done. We finished yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's called like a golden master is what maybe like the phrase came from. Um, so it's gone gold. So, I mean, nine out of ten times they are printing the discs, of course. But I'm going digital on this one, Mike. Are you going digital? Uh, I think so. I mean, I bought this uh, console with like a terabyte of hard drive space, and I'm sure I've not even used close to amount of it. How much space does a game like this fill, you think? Uh, um, I would say 30 gigs maximum, maybe. For All right. That. So not, not a whole lot. Uh, I just hate changing discs out. Like, oh, I don't yeah. want to get up and go change discs. So it's much easier to log in the PlayStation and just hit the app and go, you know. It's yeah. I, that's I hate I, le- I hate leaving my house. So <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> this solves a lot of problems. Don't even have to go across the room. That's how lazy I am these days. Yeah. Uh, but I was reading some of this, so there's some stuff in this. I'm not going to go into some of the details, but there are multiple suits that you can get in the game. Um, if you were to pick a Spider-Man alternate Spider-Man outfit that is not his regular, which one would you just go to default in your head? Mm, I think if uh, do the suits come with different avil- abilities or is it just skins? Well, I, that's what I'm going to tell you. So if you were to choose, like you know, if I was to go choose Spider-Man Noir, you mm-hmm. would he would you would play as this character and then unlock his abilities after playing for it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you have that ability unlocked for any suit. So you have to play as that suit for a little bit to unlock that suit's special abilities. But then it's available to any suit you wear going forward. Oh, that's cool. I think I would like to do the uh, the twenty ninety nine suit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to see what tech is involved uh, with that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I I, I mean I, I said noir. I probably probably don't want noir. I would like to. T- we talked about it, the the SPDR the the Japanese animated Spider Man. Oh yeah, one I forgot cool. about that one. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I would love to see how that one plays into this or what abilities it gets. So. Um, I'm excited about extra spider abilities. I remember the N64 Spider-Man game quite a bit uh, fondly, and you had the different suits, and they would have different abilities, like unlimited webs and unlimited other stuff or different fighting styles. So, uh, I'm really, I'm really excited for this game, Mike. We are, we are less than, we are about a month away. I think it's next month. So, 
Um, I'm really I'm really excited for Spider Man PS4. But anyone else yeah, is we getting got a, Yeah, we got a lot of Spider Man coming up. We got a we got a, a video game. We got an animated movie, and then we got a live action movie coming up. Uh, they're really cranking that uh, Peter Parker boy out. Yeah, he's probably going to be in Avengers four somewhere. So I mean, we, we've got they're they're milking this guy like he's a money maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say someone asked us the other day if we would do a stream video game stream when we got Spider Man. I think I might do it, Mike. I think I might if get you, on and if, let people yeah, watch if, me. If you can uh, figure out how to tell me to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll either do yours or you'll do mine and just comment on my ability or, or lack thereof. Gotcha. Thing. So we'll, okay. we'll make it work. I think it'll be fun. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But you mentioned the live-action Spider-Man movie, and this week, kind of like not like without, I guess, announcements, uh, Sony has unleashed the Spider-Man Far From Home logo, and it didn't look like they took a whole lot of time to make this, so I don't know why it took them so long <laughs> to put it out here. Um, it really looks like the Homecoming, but with the same font, just Far From Home with yeah. the O as the... But this is, this is technically, I guess, a little bit of the launch of Spider-Man marketing as, as light as it could be, and you rose like the biggest question a few weeks ago after we saw Infinity War of how do you market this movie yeah. that's supposed to come out like a month or so after Avengers 4 without showing your cards? Yeah, most people assume that Spider-Man's going to live. He didn't get dusted forever, but... He did I, get I dusted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you do? How do you, like... This is just going to be a creative avenue to walk. What would be baller if somehow they find a way to cut these trailers without Spider-Man in it at all, and maybe they're just throwing you for a loop the whole time? Maybe you just see, maybe you just see like Spider Woman in the tr- in the first that, trailer. Yeah, no Tom Holland. That would be crazy. People would be like, "What? Where'd Tom Holland go? This is nuts." Uh, I, I would give him, I would give him mad props for that. Yeah. Well, as we know, Sony doesn't know how to cut a trailer to save their life sometimes. So. <laughs> We're going to have to be really, really optimistic on that one. Um, but Far From Home is coming July 5th, 2019. We are less than a year away, uh, 11 months away. Um, I believe production's already started. I think Tom Holland was announcing like there's a chance that you can be in this movie kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I think he had on his uh, um, a Spider-Man suit from Homecoming, not the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, I think I saw that, like the OG suit. Would you be disappointed that the Iron Spider suit doesn't translate to his his own movie. Um, no, I think I think the Iron Spider suit needs to go. I think okay. it's just more like a special inf- infantry suit that you put on for like big battles, but it would be too weird seeing the Iron Spider like going around New York trying to stop people from like stealing bicycles it, it'd, it'd and stuff. It'd be way too overpowered, I think. Yeah. And it would just, just it'd be a it'd be like an Iron Man suit in the, like the last 3 movies he's been in like, yeah, I've got this suit here and it just does exactly what I need it to do. Mm-hmm. So, I I agree. So we we can kick that to the curb after this. Uh, but Avengers Infinity War, the last time we saw Spider-Man, is out on digital, Mike. Have you have yes. you got it yet? Oh, man. I am just chomping at the bit to get it. I'm just waiting for some free time to watch it because uh, a friend of the show, Quentin Parker, said that the director's commentary on this film is top-notch. So I really want to make sure I have time to sit down and really engage yeah. with it and hear all the thoughtful things. I usually don't listen to director commentary. I just kind of like to rewatch the movie. But the last time I remember watching commentary was for the original Avengers and Joss Whedon kind of dropping knowledge of talking about like how he used cameras on certain shots and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, it's so cool. So, yeah, I think that's the main reason why I want to watch it. And, and it's also, I mean, 10 years of this building to this movie, you know, of all like how do you pull together all these stories that they didn't write and make it work in one movie? And 
I would love I would love to be there and, and watch this. I've not got I'm waiting on my desk yet, so I haven't bought the digital, but I know there are over two and a half hours of special features Ooh. on top of the commentary. Including directors roundtables uh, with all like the the Marvel directors talking about you know the process for that stuff, um, behind the scenes deleted scenes. Uh, I mean, Happy Hogan had a deleted scene from the movie as well, Mike, um, and one of the Russo brothers uh, cameos is in there. Uh, I think there's a deleted scene with Thanos and Gamora because I feel like I've been seeing screenshots and people like uh, booting it and putting it up on Instagram, but I haven't watched it, so okay. I think there is a, a, a cut scene of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's tons of. I really want to know what's what's going on in there. And there's scenes that they filmed and they didn't even put them in the deleted scenes because they the one they ended up going with in the final film is entirely different. So, uh-huh. um, like explaining how did Tony Stark have Captain America's phone on him charged at all time? Like, <laughs> like he like he didn't obviously throw that in the sock drawer, you know, after after uh, Steve gave it to him in in Civil War. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited. If anyone's got it on digital, let us know what you think. I'm very excited to watch this. Um, in, in 4K, Mike, I'm getting the 4K version. Going, going Ooh, balls out. Yeah. And if, knock on wood, shipping comes through, I'm going to have an extra copy to give out to people, Mike. You think we can give Ooh. out a copy on the show? Oh, I think we absolutely should. Okay, good. Also, in terms of Funko, I have a 10-inch Thanos Funko sitting right here in box, Mike. Dang. That we're going to give out as well whenever these what? come out on physical. That's huge. That's gigantic for a Funko, man. Oh, it is. You should you should see my wife. My wife had had it in her hands, like two of them, one for me and one to give away. And she's like carrying these huge boxes. I'm like, that's true love right there if you're carrying those <laughs> through a Target for me. So. Oh, love. Yeah. So Infinity War, when it comes out in physical release, stay tuned. We'll, we'll let you know how you can you can possibly win a free copy from us. So save you that or, or you know, give it to somebody else so they can watch it. Avengers 4 may be released up to April in North America, and I'm just going to say duh on this. Uh, so you think they're going to pull the same move with the last movie, announce it for May, and then uh, crank it up a week early? Yep, it's already got a May release in Amer- North America. Everywhere else, I think, already has an April release. IMAX um, had like a shareholder meeting or something this week, and they said that you know Avengers 4 was on their, their docket for April. And oh. and I'm pretty sure that they're just going to move them all up to April to make it all one spoiler-free release across the world, which would be fantastic, Mike. I, I love the idea of all these executives who just barely made it through Avengers getting released this year are just like now like, crap, 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 crap. Nobody put any movies the week before Avengers. <laughs> We've learned our lesson. And I it would be funny to go uh, maybe check in a couple months to look at that weekend and be like, oh, literally nothing's coming out yet. They're all terrified that Avengers going to move. <laughs> and then it'd be funny if they moved it like two weeks or something. Like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, like, like – they're like Marvel or Disney and Marvel are just like who do who do we want to mess up this month? Let's uh, let's move it a week early in North America or two weeks earlier. So uh, yeah, I mean I'm fine with this. Does this bother you? Does this rustle your jimmies, Mike? Uh, move it up. Heck nah. If I get my movie sooner, that's all I want. <laughs> I, think, I think what Mike Mike doesn't care about the release date. He wants the title. Mike wants his yes. title. So oh my bad. gosh! Yes, it's been so long. We thought we were we were naively hoping that we would get the title at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I wanted to believe. Yeah, and it and it didn't. So now it's just like and there was no Comic Con. Yeah, you, so you're trying to think like, well, what are they going to attach it to? There's no D twenty three this year. I mean, there's what Disney properties are coming out like. Maybe a, a teaser trailer? What Disney movie comes out? Is there a Disney movie at the end of this year? Like a live action one or something? Oh, uh, a Dumbo? 
Dumbo. So maybe there's going to be like a Avengers teaser trailer that comes out before Dumbo. It'll probably just be one of those things where you're not really getting any footage necessarily. <laughs> it's just like it's just whip pans of like photos and like people's like voiceovers, and then you, want, maybe you get the title. Most of these um, May movies get an October um, trailer release, mm-hmm. Mike. Venom so comes out in October. Be, yeah, <laughs> I mean that that would make sense. I mean it's a Marvel property, so yeah. maybe we just got to hold on a little bit longer. We'll get our Avengers title. Mm. We'll get our new I, iPhones announced. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think in in this situation, so we have nothing coming up. They're just gonna come out and be like, send out a press release. Come to this venue this week on Tuesday at like ten thirty a.m. and we're we're having a Marvel panel. You you oh, to come yeah. and we're just gonna do the announcement. And we might even tell you like the next two years of movies just to let you know. Ooh, so, that'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, or or not, they'll give it to Tom Holland and make him fake reveal it on, on Instagram <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah, I'm just I'm excited, but and I'm surprised. I don't I don't think anyone didn't expect it to come out in April, like or do a simultaneous release again. Uh, this is news I got today. I did not know Black Panther is still in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. It is the third movie in history to cross the seven hundred million dollar mark domestically. Yeah, uh, there's there's been some people that have kind of been following this because uh, Disney knew that that target was out there, so they just decided to leave it in theaters as long as they could. Yep. I think they've been attaching it to like double features to kind of uh, boost up uh, the revenue. Uh, I guess well, good for them. Awesome well, movie. Honestly, I mean, they didn't re-release it, which was an interest. Most people re-release to get that that extra boost. Uh-huh. They've not re-release it. It's been in theaters 25 straight weeks which is unheard of in this current theatrical market. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's gone past what an Infinity Infinity War is now available to own. Han Solo and um, Jurassic World, Mission Pop, they've all the, it's gone straight through all these releases. And the only other two movies above it are Titanic and The Force Awakens. So, all right, I'm going to do something real quick here, live on the show. Uh-oh. I'm going to search Black Panther tickets because I'm in a relatively large market in Los Angeles, so I'm going to see... Uh, I can go to Lancaster and I can watch it at 8.50 p.m. tonight. That is how how still in theaters it how is. How close is that to you? I don't we I don't know how clo- how many how many minutes would that drive to All that right. Point? Well, this is just going off of a uh, Google right now. Let's hit directions. Live, there's nothing more enthralling than Google map directions right now. Uh take me about an hour to get there. <laughs> an hour to get there. Okay. Yeah. I am uh there's nothing near me for nothing near me for Black Panther. Uh let me see here if I just go to the larger Louisville market. Yeah, nothing near me. So apparently, it's those bigger, bigger towns that are still keeping them around. So that's really cool. I think that's that's a that's a great milestone for for Black Panther to to hit. You know, that's a that's really awesome that they, they allowed this movie to even sit in the theaters that long. So yeah, huge domestic windfall too. I mean, uh, getting that high number domestically, like you say, seven hundred million, and some people might just be like, Psh, "There's movies out there making billions of dollars." It's like, well, that's worldwide. To be able to get all these people in the United States to go out to a movie multiple times is a uh, is a uh, is an impressive feat. So. Uh, man, Ryan Coogler, I bet he is on cloud nine for this yeah. entire calendar year. <laughs> or at least a large stack of money, uh, Scrooge <laughs> yeah. McDuck style. Well, he, he climbs a stack of money to get to the cloud nine. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, just to give you a heads up, uh, if you could, you think you can name the fop, top five movies this year so far? Oh, man. Well, what do you think number uh, one is? Well, Avengers. <laughs> okay, great. And what do you think number That's two gotta is? That's got to be number one. This is like that time of the year where you totally forget about any movies yeah. that came out like in February and March. Dead, 
Deadpool? No, 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 no. What did we just talk about? Uh, what did we just talk about? Black Panther. Black Panther is number two. Number uh, three is a movie you saw that I have not seen. What did I see that you didn't see? This oh, um, Jurassic. Jurassic World 2. Movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's sitting at $1.2 billion. Um, Number four is an animated film from this year. Oh, yeah, Incredibles. That made a ton of money. It is now across the $1 billion mark. And then um, lastly is Deadpool 2. Oh, there you go. Um, it so, pays. Can, can you just imagine all of these, uh, all of these people that were writing and drawing comic books just decades ago, just like selling these ideas on paper, binded with staples at a news rack, and they just had no idea that one day this IP would be worth billions of dollars and just would be household names, just like kids running around in like Halloween costumes. It's yeah. Really, really crazy when you kind of pull back and think about it. Yeah, I mean that's it's, it's fantastic, you know, a uh, year for sequels. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and Black <laughs> Panther came in with with the, the um, you know, the other superhero win. So, uh, yeah, I just is man, that's a lot of money sitting there. That's two billion for Infinity War and one point three for Black Panther. Marvel and then Incredibles. Marvel's is rolling in the money. Disney, they they all love it. So, uh, man, it's a it's a great box office year. But I'm looking forward to a movie down the line, Mike. After right. watching Infinity War, Doctor Strange was one of the standout characters in this movie, by far. Oh, yeah. He is OP. He is so sick in that movie. I love it. He he put Thanos on the ropes. There's only one time in this movie where Thanos looks terrified, and that's mm. when Doctor Strange grabs his hand with the um, the grips of um, a, the iron ropes of Sidorak or whatever, and he mm. can't close his fist. And that again, if you watch that whole, that's the only time Thanos looks terrified in this whole movie. Uh, and is Doctor Strange doing it? It's a great battle. But Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange, has taken to Instagram to say, "Not my will, but thine be done." See you in September with a picture of Doctor Strange. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> this means one thing: this is either a September announcement for Marvel movies, which would mm-hmm. make sense, um, because they'd have a trailer for. Avengers 4 uh, at that time probably but also maybe an announcement that Doctor Strange sequel is coming or may even start production in September if they really want to oh maybe uh, I this would be literally impossible it wouldn't happen uh, at least at this point in time but I'm just hoping uh, maybe Marvel at some point will be able to pull like a Beyonce or Jay-Z and just drop an album like out of nowhere. Just like, hey, guess what? September, Doctor Strange movie. We were making it in secret. None of y'all knew. You wonder where Benedict Cumberbatch was. You thought he was voicing the Grinch in that movie. But while he wasn't doing that, he was filming more Doctor Strange. We, we flabbergasted all of you. That would be crazy. This I don't isn't know Netflix, if Mike. This isn't Netflix. You can't just do it to us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's possible, but that would be exciting. Can you imagine? Oh, we could just be like one day living in a world without a Doctor Strange movie, then the next day one exists. Yeah. Like magic. Like magic. There you go. That's the whole marketing play right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyway, would you – this is this is a dumb question. I want to see Doctor Strange too. I want to see where he goes. You want to see at the end of the first one no more sorcerers, right? So I, I want to know more about Doctor Strange too, and after his huge like you know battle in Infinity War, I I, I got to see more. I just yeah, got to awesome. see more. 
And Doctor Strange, his first movie, he was basically like a freshman. He didn't really know what he was doing. He was just fumbling his way kind of through the movie. And now he is like the Sorcerer Supreme, like taking on like the number one baddie in the whole freaking universe, Thanos. So Guys I want to see many, him kick had, some butt. He had what, four? No, he had three of the, no, four of the six Soul Stones. And he still was able to put some fear in, in the Mad Titan's face. So Ooh. that is really exciting. Also, um, this is going to throw a wrench in probably Marvel's plans, but we talked about it before with James Gunn being uh, fired by Disney. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, is, is his script was done. Some people are anticipating another script rewrite, hiring a different director. Maybe James Gunn will be hired back. We don't know. But there has been an open letter from the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy um, penned to in support of James Gunn and a lot of other... People in the industry, uh, including Scott Derrickson from from Marvel, um, Podcat Goldway, Goldthwait, I can't say his name to save my life, <laughs> and other people, I mean, Kurt Russell, uh, there are tons of people coming out in support of James Gunn. We have included a link to the open letter from the cast, uh, written and signed. I did notice uh, someone, whoever put it out the first time, I guess the article I read first time didn't have Vin Diesel's name, but he is, he is definitely on here as well, um, in support of him, so... You mentioned you want to talk about it. We've had some time to digest this situation a little bit and kind of see where where we stand, Mike. So, what what do you what do you think about this open letter and and the the current situation of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, director and his yeah. circumstances? Yeah, I wanted to bring it up because we've only had a time to talk about it on the show once, and that was right after the news came out. So, like the same I, day almost. Yeah. So we didn't necessarily want to like not rush to judge. I think we both agreed that the the jokes that he made were just not funny and kind of gross. Uh, but we didn't really know what we felt like from like a creative point of view. And the, the biggest thing that I was waiting for was a lot of these jokes had kind of like children involved and kind hmm. of things like that. So I was just kind of holding my breath, waiting to see if anything, if anybody or any person was going to come forward, you know, yeah. like, uh, so I needed to know if these were just jokes or if maybe they were veiling some sort of sinister activity. So that's what I was waiting for. It's been a couple weeks. A lot of people have uh, come to his support. I haven't heard anything of any like actual uh, harm that's been done to a person come forward. So I feel like now I can kind of uh, safely support uh, uh, James Gunn, and hopefully he'll be mm. able to come back to, to the Guardians movie. Um, yeah, they were just uh, really bad jokes that he made that he thought were funny. Um, even like I saw that Patton Oswald, he came out and he said like, yeah, I used to tell like a really bad, distasteful joke like back in the 90s. Uh, in my stand-up career that I don't tell anymore. It was a really bad joke, but everybody loves Patton Oswalt. He's a, he's a stand-up guy, and he's great, so I think that's just what it's like being a comedian. I think I said that before when we talked about it on the show. If he said all of this stuff behind a microphone on a stage, yeah, you could say, you know, it's not your stuff and you don't think it's funny, but it's almost like he's socially protected because he's doing it in a stand-up setting. But since it was on Twitter, it was kind of public. So what I would like to see happen is I think Disney – I don't think Disney can take back their decision right now. I think what will happen is maybe they'll wait a couple months, maybe wait until the next calendar year, or financially maybe they'll wait for a quarter to go by or something, and they'll just say, uh, they'll just say like, oh, James Gunn is actually coming back. You know, some crazy people uh, that whipped up this frenzy to get him fired will be crazy and mad for a couple of days, 
and then that'll die back down and then we'll be kind of like right back on track with our next Guardians movie and then it'll make a ton of money because everybody loves Chris Pat, Pratt and Marvel and everybody that's in the film so I think the world will set itself right again uh, I think we just have to give it a little bit of time. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, it, it came at a very awkward time in Disney's world. They're in the middle of acquiring 20th Century Fox uh-huh. uh, when this happened, and they had to, I guess, maybe make the 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 stakeholders in Fox feel okay with Disney. You yeah. know, um, I'm doing such a thing. Um, and, you know, maybe that was a decision. Um, the person who can reinstate him, Bob Iger is on vacation because he said he was going to take a vacation as soon as the Fox deal did get approved by everybody. Mm -hmm. So the only way he can come back probably at this point is in a couple, um, I guess a month or so, like you said, whenever Bob Iger comes back, they reassess the situation say, you know, we, we, uh, jumped to conclusions because of the news, but you know, after an internal investigation, we found out that, you know, this is not really, this is old news. This is not anything I mean, I mean, maybe something with more substantial evidence, uh, Chris Hardwick, he is coming back to doing his talking shows on AMC, and uh, I, you know, people can have varying opinions about Chris Hardwick, but that is what happened with him, is they did an internal investigation and they brought him back. So who knows what that means? I, I, my opinion is even more rough about him, so I don't, sometimes, yeah. he kind of, sometimes he just kind of annoys me personally, so I don't know if that's really helping him on, on my side of things, but... Uh, yeah, so there's lots of weird stuff going out there in the world, but honestly, everybody has sh- super, uh, super short uh, attention span. So, um, I, th- I yeah, I think I think Gunn's innocent, and I think he should come back. Yeah, I mean, it's not that he's innocent. It's more like again, in this letter from the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's the movies are about redemption. You know, horrible people becoming better, and if you look at James Gunn in you know 2000, you know 10, 11, not the same person making movies. The past several yeah. years, and so. and I think it it should be clear this is always on a case by case basis. Mm. There could be another director, celebrity, what other side of politics that they're attached to that could do the exact same thing, but it could be in a different context. It could be attached to different things. They could have said it in different ways, different. So yeah, yeah this isn't just a sweeping statement that anybody that's made these like bad jokes and. You know, there's it's always case by case. So right. this this there's, could this, this could have been a director for a DC movie that we didn't want, and I you know I think I would still kind of feel the well, same way. So. Even you know um, who played Super- Henry Cavill and uh, Zachary Levi have come out in support of James Gunn from DC. So I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, this transcends movie studios. This transcends everything. It's it's about you know being supportive of someone in their time of, of need. So, um, and, and also this is his, um, this is his most vulnerable time. So I feel like if there was any credence to kind of him not being a good person and you wanted to like take it out on him, this is when you would do it because what you would say would definitely stick. Mm. So like if he had done any sort of creepy stuff in the past, I, I feel like we would have seen it come forward. So, uh, so gun, I, I hope you come back, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we are wishing the best. So, anyway, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna talk about TV shows, Netflix, Marvel. Uh, Iron Fist has been confirmed to have ten episodes in season two. Good something news. We, we have <laughs> well, something we have longed for for Marvel to uh, on Netflix to adjust to, because mm-hmm. thirteen episodes is such a slog, man. 
I mean, there are yeah. always downer you, episodes, and you get you get that dip around episode like nine, ten, eleven. Like, oh, come on, we really need to crank this show back up. And every show has, even the first season yeah. of Daredevil has that a little bit. Yeah, and, and so by giving us the titles for Iron Fist season two, they've confirmed that there are in fact ten episodes. And we have the list of titles here, and while they don't give anything away, Mike, I do have to point out that every title comes from a comic book um, title. Like, a, they are named each from, from a comic book. So you can go through and look at these and then see, I've, I've put the comic book title next to them. So you can be like, oh, The Dragon Dies at Dawn comes from Iron Fist number 9. So um, I thought that was a really cool, interesting way to do the titles on this one. Um, because I, I wouldn't do any other gimmick to do it. I mean, would you... Like, I mean, I can see two comic books here that are titled Power Man and Iron Fist. So I, do we have any confirmation if Luke Cage shows up in Iron Fist's show? We do not right now, no. Mm, so maybe we'll see. I mean, we got we got some Iron Fist and Luke Cage show, so maybe we'll see some crossover there. I mean, yeah. we know Misty Knight's in, in Iron Fist, so. Yeah, Misty Knight and then Colleen Wing. So, I, yeah, uh, yeah, um, this, we'll, we'll see how it comes out. And that's, I believe, September as well. I mean, that's next mm-hmm. month, so we are less than a month away from this, Mike. That's probably why it was able to crank it out quicker. We don't have confirmation on this, but, I mean, as uh, the number of episodes, but Daredevil Season 3 is seemingly confirmed for 2018 on Netflix. This this shocked me, because I thought three uh, Marvel shows, Netflix Marvel shows in a year, was a lot, and they were cramming it in there, but now they're going to go for four. That's like a... That's like a Netflix show, <laughs> Netflix show uh, every quarter, I guess, if you will. So, if uh, Iron Fist is September, what maybe November for Daredevil? Maybe I think December. We think in December, you yeah. Think? I think December because, well, beforehand we only had four characters, and they even have, I mean Iron Fist has only been out what a year now. Um, so they're cranking these out quicker. If they're doing ten episodes a season, they've also added Punisher. The Defenders stopped production on literally every show so they could make that together. They've got some room to, to, to do this. But I'm thinking September to December is much, much better. I think it's much more breathing room. But I could be wrong. Now, when they said 2018, do you think that's 2018 calendar year? Or do you think Netflix has a fiscal year 2018, which may end in January, February? Hmm. Or something like that. Because that's what I was looking for the whole time. Like I spent all day yesterday looking for Netflix's fiscal year. And wondering if that's what they meant, 2018 fiscal Man, year. Man, that's a that's a super nerdy Google right there for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't get any results I wanted, sadly. So, um, but I mean, if it's not December, I mean, I could see January, February to alleviate to make sense for the fiscal year as well. Um, but I did see uh, there's um, an Instagram post out there with some trainer showing um i forget matt murdoch what was it charlie cox charlie and cox yeah with wilson bethel and who's from the tv show on hbo generation kill is confirmed as bullseye for this season now are you excited oh. to see bullseye in this uh yeah we got a uh what redeem him a little bit from colin farrell uh, I don't think necessarily Colin Farrell did a bad idea. That that just original. That's, I think that script is just yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I can't blame it. And how long has that been? Like we're like fifteen years now. So I think I think they can bring him back and be okay. Yeah. But it. I I like the idea of uh, Daredevil being pitted against somebody of uh, very high skill, if you will. Uh, you know, before he was basically fighting a bunch of goons trying to get to the kingpin, and then once he got to the kingpin, he kind of dispatched them pretty quickly after a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought the hand, 
which was kind of a, a, a group of a mob of people. So I kind of like the mano a mano, maybe cat and mouse game that we could get from a bullseye um, Matt Murdock type of deal. And it seems like if they're going to follow the, the born again or whatever storyline it is for this season that his identity might come out. So maybe he'll have to kind of like hide from bullseye. And uh-huh. I just finished playing last of us and I was really worried about snipers. So, so <laughs> you have to watch out for those long shots out there. Yeah, it's true. And also I think it's different. If they can get away from the hand and the mysticalness in daredevil, I think it'll be better. Um, and him, you know, using his, his sensory powers to fight a pretty precise, you know, villain. I, I think it'll be interesting. I want to see where this goes. And, um, yeah, well, we'll have to definitely keep our eyes on it, Mike. So, Bullseye, 2018, Daredevil Season 3. You want 12, 10 or 13 episodes on this? 10. I want 10 for all of these. <laughs> all right. Amen. You've heard it here. We want 10. You've not watched The Runaways yet, Mike. I, I know. Not yet. I know. But Season 2 is apparently debuting this winter. So, um, I think, I don't remember, Season 1 was maybe late last year. I remember living in my current house when it came out, so... Um, it's a little over a year, but that's fine. I'm excited to see this. It debuted on Hulu, so I think it's going to be on Hulu again. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's showing up on, what, Freeform now? If it's called Freeform anymore, yeah, I don't even know what the network's called. Yeah, it, it is Freeform. It's ABC's Freeform. Um, Cloak and Dagger just wrapped up. Uh, I, I, I have those bundled up to watch, uh, and then they started putting Runaways on there, too, yeah. in that time slot. Well, I've been seeing some uh, celebrities, nerdy celebrities that I follow out there on Twitter uh, tweet about kind of both of those shows saying that they are really digging Cloak and Dagger and um, uh, the Runaways. And, you know, when you have an organization like Marvel put collage both of those shows in one image and tweet it out, you just instantly start thinking about the crossovers that are available, which makes sense why you would put them on Freeform to get the audience familiarized with them. So I I think a, a crossover is not necessarily inevitable. I don't. I would. I don't want to put all my money down on it. But if you have, if you have like the CW over there crossing over every superhero they've ever made very casually and easily, I think you can do that with the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so as well. And um, you know, I, I want you to watch Runaways when you get a chance, Mike, just to get your feedback on it. But me and my wife, we we caught it every week when it came out. We were really excited. So um, I'm excited to see where they go with this next season and, and kind of where that is and. Uh, I don't know. It was just a good show, so I'd recommend it if you can, Mike. I'm excited for cool. season two. Dark Mut- Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. I about mixed those up real quick there. Um, are apparently uh, on plan for release next year, according to those <laughs> IMAX reports. I saw this, and this came out maybe, I think I want to say early in the week last week, and I was like, man, this really throws a crowbar into the bicycle that was our last week's podcast, where we just speculated if these movies would even come out. So I guess IMAX was just like, nope, they're still coming out, so all of your possibly interesting ideas of folding these movies away or maybe absurd ideas of turning them into Cloverfield movies are bunk. We are still making them. (laughs) Again, at best, I'm going to hold on to my hopes that they just end Dark Phoenix with the beginning of the X-Men movie and make it all one little bow. Mm -hmm. Um, But IMAX may also not know, you know, they may, that may may be the data that IMAX had at the time when they put these presentations together and they may be operating on old information. So there's still ideas. They could do it, but if we're to go by our latest information from IMAX, we have to, you know, brace for the worst and, you know, just plan on them coming out next Cloverfield year. Monster. That's how you end these movie series and these <laughs> actors. You just have a big Cloverfield Monster coming and just eat them. Did you then, see... There you go. <laughs> there's a movie, I think it's called, or a short film or something called, like, 
I think it was like Megan or Karen or something like that. Uh, hmm. Like a fan film that tries to bridge Cloverfield with Tin Cloverfield Lane that just came out this week. Uh, oh, I haven't. Is the Cloverfield Paradox involved at all? <laughs> no, no. It was only the first two because they've been working on it quite a bit. Uh, like, oh, okay. it, it's professionally looking like. Um, oh, cool. Um, I haven't. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. It's like a short, like six minute fan film. Yeah, it's called Megan, and it tie it ties in um, characters and themes between the first one and the second one. So um, I'll, I'll send that to you later. But like, yeah, this is like a proof of concept to tie those together, and That's I think a clever. movie to tie everything together would be pretty interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all a simulation. It's just Elon Musk playing some sort of PC game. It, you mentioned that, <laughs> but like, there was an alternate reality game that came out in like 2016. Like that was part of this Cloverfield universe, so they're not afraid to do it. Star- there was this, uh, th- before we, we yeah. jump into the, the next topic, there was this really ridiculous thing that I watched a couple weeks ago. It was from the creator of Too Many Cooks uh, made another kind of uh, video, I don't know if it's one-off or it premiered on Adult Swim or what the deal was, but it was all about like uh, people streaming video games and it was all about this nesting situation where like you were you would watch a streamer who's telling you how to play this one video game, and then you would jump into that video game where that video game character was teaching you how to stream a video game he was playing, and it got this ridiculous, crazy, like paradoxical thing going on. It was nuts. You you gotta go watch it. But that's how I would imagine uh, Cloverfield should be wrapped up. It just ends with a. Uh, uh, someone pressing a button on the top of a computer tower and a disc comes out and just says Cloverfield the game and then he picks it up and just throws it away. I was like, wow, some of those were entertaining, some of those were bad. <laughs> I, I would, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy it because it'd be on a disc. I'm like, and they need to just go like show a computer screen where they go start, delete, and they just trash the whole thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Star Wars is what I was going to talk about here. Um, the original TV movie rights, um, I think episodes maybe one through six, one through six. Um, were not part of the the TV broadcast are part of the Disney Fox deal because Turner uh, Broadcasting bought the TV rights in 2016 for like 275 million dollars. <laughs> and be careful, be careful, uh, Turner out there! You're in danger of getting bought by Disney as well. <laughs> so the, the right now Turner once compensated for the I think they go up. To, I'm gonna have to I have an article here uh, with the exact numbers here. Till 2024, so Turner has it through 2024, um, and they want monetary compensation for you know losing the rights and programming to replace these movie rights because they've already got them you know scheduled out on their shows. Because what else are you watching on TBS and TNT, Mike? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Just like reruns of sitcoms, I think is what. Yeah, Friends, Seinfeld, <laughs> Family Guy. I think that's all on Netflix and Hulu. You don't need TV for that. Everybody loves <laughs> Raymond. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's on there. Um, so right now talks are at a standstill. They could technically buy the rights back, but there is some pushback from Turner because again, they want to be able to still put stuff on there. So, um, we don't know where this is going to go, but you know, it's one of those hiccups. Disney's going to have to work through to get everything for the streaming service in 2019, maybe, or at least it is, it is pretty humorous that they spend billions of dollars to buy this whole studio that uh, owns like kind of the distribution rights for some of those original Star Wars uh, IP, and then as soon as I do, this, this little cable network's just like, nah, we bought the airing rights, you can't stream them. So it, it's just so funny that sometimes all the money in the world can't fix your problems right away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think 
I, I don't know the deals, but it looks sounds like Turner only has them for physical broadcasting. So like Disney couldn't go to like the Disney Channel and put on Star Wars all they want or any of their networks. But I think streaming's still fine. But uh, I mean, they uh, we're gonna have to see how this plays off. But I mean, I, if if it's on the streaming service, who cares if it's on TV? Let let Turner have them. We're signing up for that streaming service, Mike. They yeah, got, that's right. They got our money. <laughs> uh, did you sign up for the DC one yet at all? No, not yet. It's I'm really I'm really battling right now to figure out when's the best time to sign up. I don't know if I just want to do like the probably they're going to do like a month trial. Maybe I'll get along with that. I'm kind of really teeter tottering on that Titans trailer right now. That's really what's doing it for well, me. Well, don't know if I'm really into it. <laughs> so they did announce that the original Teen Titans from 2003 will be on the streaming service. Yeah, oh. I saw that, and then there was some rumors that maybe the show could be coming back. So I guess you gotta you gotta bring it back first before you can you know you know reboot it or re. Did, you didn't watch Teen Titans Go it. yet, did you? Did the no, I hear there's I hear there's kind of something something that kind of hints to that. It, I don't know what I, it is. Yeah, I can't explain it either because I don't watch either of the shows. But I had uh, a, such a great time with the movie; it really didn't matter. Um, <laughs> but for seventy five dollars right now, I don't know when this is going to end. You can get 15 months of DC Universe, including all those shows and stuff. So, uh, we talked about Batman the Animated Series last month. How much is that going to cost you compared to, you know, three months or 15 months of DC Universe? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's just out there. Just throwing that out there. Star Wars Episode Nine has started production, and J.J. Abrams, I did not know, was not on Twitter. So apparently, he has joined Twitter to announce production for the show or for the movie. And what is interesting about this is his camera has both the numbers 7 and 9 on it. For Maybe this is the same camera as they used for Episode 7 and Episode Oh, nine. maybe. Or maybe he's just kind of like throwing his weight around like, yeah, that's right. I made, I made two Star Wars movies. Look at me go. Look yeah. at me now, Mom. <laughs> yeah, right? So he's got 7 and 9 on the camera. In the back, you can see uh, Chewbacca, um, Finn, and Rey. Uh, all sitting there. So did the, you uh, did you uh, scroll down and see the number one reply to the tweet? Is it is it the Han Solo one from Ryan Johnson? It, yeah, it's Ryan Johnson yeah. himself uh, saying uh, kind of. I feel like he's insinuating uh, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's all you can do. I mean, Ryan Johnson's got his own Star Wars deal that he's working on. So like, hey, go go Abrams, go make your Star Wars movie. So it also looks like if you just look there, Finn has taller or longer hair than usual. Um, compared Ooh, to like his, his closer haircut, can we get can we get some high top fades in the Star Wars canon? That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> if you need them, we'll, we'll we'll find them for you. It's modern modern era. So um, yeah, so there there it goes. I didn't I didn't know he wasn't on Twitter. That's his one tweet. JJ Abrams on Twitter, and he has sixty one thousand followers already. <laughs> I have like maybe sixty. So we'll see. This place <laughs> off. Uh, Star Trek and surprising news this weekend. Uh, Patrick Stewart will return to the Star Trek universe as uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard in a new Star Trek series that he stars in on CBS All Access. Yeah, this was a a weird announcement just because we've said on the show before that we're not we would never describe ourselves as Trekkies. We don't really have a lot of emotional investment into the Star Trek intellectual property. We've enjoyed the you know the movies, the recent movies. We've kind of had fun with those. Um, Wrath of so, Wrath of Khan's pretty good. Yeah, I, I so watch that. Yeah, I've actually I've, I have uh, seen that too. Uh, so when uh, when this announcement was made, it was weird, kind of understanding and being able to um, uh, kind of uh, 
commiserate with the amount of hype but having no investment in it at all. Like I could totally imagine how whipped up in a frenzy all of those fans and the audience got and just how Twitter just reacted and just like a crazy amount of hype and uproar because not only are they bringing them back in like a new series, uh, it's going to be on CBS All Access, which means it's going to be premium and high quality. It's not just going to be some sort of schlock that they put out there. So uh, I guess this is good news for Trekkies and next-gen fans. Um, yeah, so, so. I mean, it, to me, it's hard. Like, I grew up watching, like, on my little rabbit ear TV in my room, the next generation was on lo- the local channels every day. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, one of the three channels I could get. So I didn't watch it. I didn't get it. But, like, this show started the year we were born, like, 87, Mike. Unless you're not an 87, and I don't remember. No, I'm an 87. That's okay, right. yeah, so this show has been around since we've been born, to 87 to 94, and they're revisiting. This isn't a remake. This is a continuation of Picard's um, story in a brand new show. Yeah. And Patrick saw- Stewart is not a young guy. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, he didn't look young back then, but he doesn't... He's not getting any younger now, so. Yeah, and I saw one little clip of uh, him on stage talking about it, and he basically said, hey, we don't have anything yet. We haven't really written anything. Uh, We're just kind of throwing around ideas, but he said he just reassured the crowd that they have the most utmost respect for the material, and they're going to make sure what what they put out there is just, like, great and fabulous and something new and exciting. So, man, Patrick Stewart is just awesome. Professor Xavier is really branching out, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, since they killed him off last time, you know, he's he's got to do something. Um, but I mean, that's that's really. I mean, I can't imagine again being in that fan series. But like, I know what it's like to bring back a, a show you cared about with the Clone Wars announcement, you know, at Comic Con. So I definitely feel the excitement and the, the wonder there. And, and you know, maybe maybe it's time to get in on Star Trek, Mike. I don't know. I don't have that kind of time though. But maybe. <laughs> Another look from um, Wonder Woman 84 comes from um, Pedro Pascal and uh, Patty Jenkins. Uh, it shows Pedro Pascal in one of those little TV monitors, and we don't know who his character is, but he has what's a power suit, power, and power hair, and a, uh, I don't know, the, the look <laughs> on looks- his face is... is- I don't know. Some... He he looks like a younger Norm McDonald, so I was really thrown <laughs> off when I clicked on this link. I was like, oh my god, so is that what Pedro Pascal looks like back in the 80s, Norm McDonald? Yeah. So it was really weird. Um, but yeah, totally 80s vibe for sure. Kind of also a little bit of maybe like a Donald Trump vibe there. Younger yeah. He looks the, like a, the hair. A, an executive slash car salesman from the 80s that you would yeah. see. He's got the tie and the pocket, you know, little cloth there to match it the bright blue suit the tan interior all over (laughs) villain vibe for sure i don't look at this guy and think friendly yeah uh so i don't know what's going on why it's on one of the tv monitors if you zoom in on it like someone did like a a crop that you can see the tv lines on the screen in front of his face so like this is an old tube tv they're, they're they're showing it through but yeah and if you're curious who who are we talking about who's pedro pascal for me he was kind of the only shining light in the sequel to kingsman he was he, one he, of the statesmen with the whip he normally has a mustache uh he was in game of thrones he had his eyes gouged out by thumbs i believe mm-hmm. yes <laughs> um he's also again in, in kingsman he's been in a couple other things uh i can't think about top head but i mean yeah. this is him yeah. without the mustache and he now has blonde hair so. Yeah, I, I dug him in Kingsman, so he's definitely a, a, a high-quality performer. So, yeah. man, Wonder Woman 84, this is going to be a fun movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. I, I like the aesthetic. I love the aesthetic of this. Like, oh, they're going yeah. full in on an 84. So we'll see that. 
And lastly, a Terminator image I want to talk to you about. So the new Terminator movie is filming. We get our first official look. Um, Linda Hamilton is returning as Sarah Connor. I don't think she's been Sarah Connor since Terminator 2. Um, she, I don't think she acts normally either, so like this is our return to acting. And she looks like a badass on the right hand. <laughs> yeah, she is like a bleach blonde, like short haircut. She is decked out in grenades, shotgun, is revolver. That a, is that a rocket launcher or a blueprint tube? I, I don't It looks like a blueprint tube, so maybe they they got schematics to something. I, the, the two women to her right, I have no idea who they are, but I actually didn't realize this until I've seen this image earlier this week. Yep. This is the first time I kind of zoomed in. You get Looks to see like we have a we have a character in the middle with these kind of like I don't know if they're like scar lines of from surgery or if they're tattoos, but so they're they, so she's an augmented human is what it, I believe they're saying. Okay. So like she's like she's not quite she may be a Terminator that has added new skin or she's a human that has highly augmented. She's carrying a rebar like a four foot long rebar that she's obviously going to be smacking some people around with mm-hmm. um but I, this is what i want to talk about is like all these scar lines on her are like very noticeable and like you know you can see them there because you know dirt doesn't stick to scars i don't know if you knew that or not but um like you can see her scars very very heavily in, in her dirty clothes but this is, seems to be a women-led movie um from for instead of like Where's John Connor at? You know, in this, they're they're sticking to Sarah Connor and these uh these other two ladies here. <laughs> maybe the the Terminators finally found a way to go back in time and kill him. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe been so many movies. The the only the only saving grace, the only reason that I'm slightly excited about this movie is because you know James Cameron is returning. This is going to be a James Cameron Terminator movie. If this was the exact same image and it was just some other director and they were just kind of well, just putting more Terminator crap out there, I would. I would just be Chris. I'd be like Chris. I don't want to see this movie. Like, well, okay, Lyndall Hamilton's back. That's great, but so I mean, this. I mean, this is not directed by James Cameron. At but all. it. But it's it's, it's going to be his property though. It, well, it, it F- is now back under again. his rights. Yes. Yeah. But it's directed by Tim Miller, who did Deadpool, the first. Yes, Deadpool. and that is a saving grace yeah. for it for sure. So. There's finally some stuff coalescing with the Terminator movie. I would like to see, you know, it's Tim Miller. He's a guy that definitely knows how to be self-referential when it comes to movies. I would love to see some sort of line in this movie that just kind of washes away all of the crap Terminator movies we've had. Maybe someone just says, like, time travel's like... it's. Time travel, it's wild, man. A lot of weird stuff happens. You may not like it. You, you do, but it's all gone now. <laughs> well, the, the, they, they have essentially fractured their timeline. So we, we don't know where this... I think they're say they're going to ignore all of them, but one and two in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we're good there. That seems to be a trend lately. Ignore all the other sequels except the one you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabriel Luna, who played Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., will be a Terminator in this movie as well. Um, so I'm excited to see him... An official, you know, promotional yeah. material. So. Well, I just realized the shotgun uh, Lyndall Hamilton has is a sawed-off, like, pump yeah. action. I think it's going to do some damage. That is very, that is a very stubby shotgun, and she's got mm-hmm. extra shells there in that little black suitcase. Uh, and apparently John Connor is in this, but they're going to use Edward Furlong's likeness from Terminator 2. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot, but the return of Linda Hamilton... James Cameron and Tim Miller. I'm I'm excited to see some of the action in this, Mike. Like Tim Miller handled some of that Deadpool action way better than Ooh, I thought he would. I just googled <laughs> Edward Furlong. Yeah, he didn't age well. 
Whoa, this guy, he looks like somebody that just came from like a pizza place and ate all the pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see you see him in like I love like one of the things is YouTube why Hollywood won't cast Edward Furlong anymore. Um I I mean like he's he has a very distinct kind of look to him. He kind of looks he looks a little bit like he has the same face shape as like the the older brother from Stranger Things that's uh-huh. also going to be in the New Mutants. So he's got a little bit of that vibe uh, there going to him. But like you can't bloat up and who, also make that whole aesthetic work. Who plays Daryl in The Walking Dead? What is that? Oh yeah, he Norman looks like, Reedus. He, he looks like um, no offense here, an asylum version of Norman Reedus. <laughs> Like oh no you can you can offend all you want but but it's, it's 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 like you know I mean I don't want to offend Edward Furlong he maybe he's listening to our show right now but I mean he uh, um um I don't know he looks like a, a cheap version of of Norman Reedus like someone who doesn't take care of himself <laughs> so um, but yeah I don't know I just wanted to share this image because I thought that that was cool to see see that you put you put the image of Edward Furlong in here thank you it's in our show notes yeah, now so you can go see what Mike's looking at yeah you see a nice little side by side there <laughs> yeah oh lord uh, <laughs> anyway uh, that's our news for this week Mike do you have anything else you want to add in here because we have oh, ended on quite the note. I'm kind of shook right now, but okay. You can uh, find you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to keep up with you, see what you're doing. Where can they find you? Uh, I'm gonna put a picture of my pop wall on Instagram later today, Mike. So you can go check that out on Instagram and Twitter. Volan on Twitter, Volan87 on Instagram, I believe. You can also head over to Comic UI and see more of that. Uh, Mike, if people want to listen to more of Superhero Slate, maybe some of our older episodes to see how wrong we have been over the past four years, or some of our review episodes, where can people find those at? Well, they can find that at SuperheroSlate.com, and that's where you can find our awesome show notes, so if you want to see that Edward Furlong <laughs> picture that you're dying to see. I don't know if see, you want to, but yeah, you're gonna you can. Scroll, scroll to the bottom of our show notes, and you got that link. Uh, so, uh, And if you want to check out where all the avenues we host our show, uh, you can get that on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We all over the place. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Man, I can't stop thinking about Edward for a <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you're a, if you're a fan of the show and you want to let us know uh, if, if you're digging it, reach out to us. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. email. We love I, hearing from you. I love. I mean, I don't know how many people listen to the show. I love the people who interact with us uh, pretty regularly. Um, listener, the super fan uh, Jacob Henshaw on Twitter, and you know uh, he's always he, he comments several times on our videos, calling us out on shit. And having having a good time with us, so thank you, Jacob, for doing that. Really appreciate it. So yeah, we digging it. So uh, if you're a super fan of the show, if you want to be considered a super fan, if you want to get that endorsement on the back of your driver's license, yeah, <laughs> I got a new one. All you gotta do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. That's right, including next week. So we'll see you then, folks. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, you didn't say the magic word.